This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you so excited, Richard, tonight? Let's read something from God's Word. Thank you, choir. God bless you. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, Second Chronicles chapter 5. Actually, I was thinking of not sharing tonight that I should give her an opportunity to ask questions. Maybe we'll go that way. How many days more to Messi uh, to Iron Grand Conference? And then on Saturday, what's happening? Hallelujah. Okay, let's read. Um Second Chronicles chapter 5 and I want us to read from verse 11 and it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not did not then wait by cause because they were sanctified next verse also the Levites which were the singers all of them of Asaph of Amon of Jedutun, which were their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and satyrs and harps. Next verse. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets. Oh, sound of trumpets. <laughs> and cymbals and instruments of music. And praised the Lord saying, For he is good and his mercy endures forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud. Even the house of the Lord. Next verse so that the priest could not stand to minister by the reason of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God day one of mercy of higher grand conference will be also a day of sound of the trumpet come with your trumpet <laughs> hallelujah and if you do have there will be those who will sell some are businessmen I think just a thousand or so. Come with your trumpets. Yes, that opening night is crucial. Yes, don't miss it. Hallelujah. Oh, don't miss the opening night. It's going to be a serious night. Hallelujah. Yeah. I think Apostle Michael Koroko is starting. The, the, the trumpets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thursday night, September 1st. There is a reason for that day. September 1st. I've told you, beg your boss. If you come anytime from 5.30, you might not find seats inside. Yeah, we plan to ask screens outside, but please, come early enough. It's going to be something unusual. Hallelujah. 
But I'm looking forward to from Saturday. You can have your seat. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Amen. You know, when you are the one preaching, you don't feel that you are standing. But if you are the one standing to listen, you'll feel it more. Oh God, they, they said I should not come down today. <laughs> because they remove all the light, they are just fixing them back. So we have a lot of light here. So they are rearranging the lights on the stage. So today they just ended somewhere. They still have many lights to put. So they said they have not put the one that will cover me very well. So let me stay under the lights. But I'm not saying the rest of you are in darkness. I'm just saying that I'm staying under the lights. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalm 133. I don't want to go deep into what I just read. Now I'm going to do that on Sunday. I want to talk about, we are talking about the sources of the anointing. And the three services on Sunday by the grace of God, I will start with this or somewhere get into this scripture we just read now. There is an atmosphere of glory that unity can produce. They all became as one. Nobody experienced this until this time in the Bible. At least in the temple. Now again, Psalm 133 verse 1. The Bible says, how good and pleasant. It is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Next verse says, It is like precious ointment, that's the anointing, upon the head that ran down the bed, even Eros' bed, that went down to the skirt of his garments. As the dew of Ammon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forever. There is a blessing that the father has commanded on unity that will not be found on any other thing there are dimensions of glory and of, of anointing that you can enter into as you pray privately but there is a dimension that it is when people come together that they can produce this kind of glory i'm going to tell you some of the things that i believe that is happening right now it will start from Mercy Ekanda on Saturday to Sunday and then so to continue through the conference. They asked. This is why I am begging everybody. You have cousins. You have uncles. You have friends. Uh, there are things going on in their life. You need them to be. Beg them to be around. And the instruction the Lord gave us we're praying, don't or what we receive. Not that the Lord exactly said so, but what we're inspired to, uh, to how to prepare is that do not miss any of the meetings. And it starts to make a canton on Saturday. Because God has prepared something for everybody. So they asked this guy. He began to tell, um, I don't know which man of God was saying that. I think a couple of us were explaining this. You know, he's a cowboy. So he said they were asking that somehow many cows, and I was told the same thing happens to donkeys also in America, they have phobia for water. When they they are being taken and you need to cross a river, a bridge. Some camels will never go and some bulls are like that also. There is a fear they feel about water they will not cross. So this young cowboy was asking the elders, so how do you get them to the other side? He said that was the day 
that do not be entangled or do not be uh, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers came alive to him then they explained to him that it's very simple they said that part time if you have 100 bulls about 80 to 90 want to cross only about 10 are so weak and so fearful they said what we do is very simple whether for cows or for donkeys we use what we call yoke we yoke them together maybe 10 10 10 10 and we beat them to run the ones that are not afraid of crossing we drag the ones that are afraid and they'll find themselves at the other side and the fearful ones after crossing like that forcefully they will stop being afraid he says so what we do is that we just yoke them together when you do that the strength of this one will make up for the weakness of this one are you getting what i'm saying praise the lord many times under the corporate anointing the spirit of god is still able to raise those who are weak those who have not prayed on their own <laughs> you know i spoke a little on sunday about the spirit of prophecy and i spoke about the office of a prophet and then there is the gift of prophecy and there is the word of prophecy when the spirit of prophecy operating in a uh, public place it can highlight on anybody and anybody can prophesy are you getting what i'm saying they say where anybody can be healed there are many families and many people that what is going to happen to them they will receive so much not because of them but because they are in the corporate setting and the anointing many times does not discriminate this is why we have been fasting and praying and fasting and praying towards this method and the fast will likely come to an end on saturday so we have two more days to go i'm too happy but those who have not been fasting it's going to be 27 days on saturday and it's going to end most likely on saturday by the time we jubilate the nature of mercy encounter i don't think we enable us to continue fasting afterward but if you have not been fasting see now it's ending now now you will feel bad tomorrow now what about if i joined yes you didn't join you let your stomach rule you and now 27 days in just two days more tonight's already gone so we just have thursday friday by saturday saturday usually half day by the time we even finish mercy i can tell everybody to go and so it has ended so we just have two more days but you know in the mercy of god if you have not been fasting you can do the remaining two days and god will count it as though you have fasted for 27 days believers who are given to work not grace don't like that that was what happened in the parable of the husbandman that went out. Some were called 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 12, 3 o'clock, and then some came in 5 and only worked one hour. And the master paid all of them the same thing. Am I not helping you tonight? So why don't you just fast tomorrow and Friday? And on Saturday, be the loudest voice. I see you are fasting for 21 days. And when your conscience trying to tell you, quote that Matthew. 25. Is it 25? To so your conscience, and your conscience will keep quiet. Say, now Jesus will give this parable. 
in talk say the one that fasted one day and uh, that worked one hour collected the same amount of somebody that worked for 11 hours i'm just helping somebody The part I say thank you, I hope it's not that you've not been fasting. <laughs> now you're happy that there's a bailout fund. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, God is awesome. Truly, He just sort of honors people even when they just have a little, take a little step. He will still honor them. Glory to God. Oh, praise God. One day I read of Joseph of Arimathea that buried Jesus. And the Bible says that he was a disciple of Jesus, but he didn't want anybody to know he was a disciple. Because he was afraid of he would lose his reputation if they should know he was a Christian. But even at that, God still used him for something. Isn't God wonderful? That is why you should be ashamed of your faith. I'm just saying that God is so merciful that he likes to meet people where they are and he begins to move them to where they should be. Glory. So prepare for Sunday. Prepare for Saturday. Prepare for Sunday. Tell everybody to be around. I will continue with this scripture. I don't feel like sharing from here. I'm reserving it. I don't want to touch. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because we might start and we might actually experience what we just read now. Have you noticed that every Sunday we are coming closer and closer? Something is rising. Because the spirit of God is at work. So, if I begin to teach on this now, we might just enter into it. But nowadays, we are not only teaching, we are experiencing everything we are sharing. These are new days. I'm hearing wonderful report from Lekki Church. These are new days. God is moving. This is the day of the latter rain. God is moving in his power again. Just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He will do mighty things. After the meeting, the Lord will start speaking to a lot of people. See, this afternoon, I was just reading something from Ria Bonke. He went to preach in a church. It's amazing how much the Holy Ghost can do when you are lying. I believe that there is somebody that, just, that needs to hear this story. They invited him to a city. He was, you know, he started in South Africa in a remote area. It was not this popular then. It wasn't that popular. It was just a bucket that many people did not know. And somebody called him from that city in South Africa. Can you come and preach in our city? And he said, okay, I will come. And he went there. And he found maybe 100 or so, or there are about old men in the church. All of them old men. Not one young person. And he was sad. But he preached. And after the service, he asked the pastor, where are all the young men in this city? Not one in church. And the pastor said, I will show you where they are. Follow me. And he said, well, he said, follow me. And he drove Rambonki to this disco place. A club. Bubbling from head to toe. He said, as they came out from the car, they were feeling the vibration of the speakers under their feet. It was a one place and they were digging it, having a wonderful time. And Rambonki said, I told the guy, I'm going to ask the owner if he could give me five minutes to address these people. And that person said, you won't kill me. Now that's not possible. They met the owner and he said, God forbid. Yeah, how can you, in a one-spot business for me, that you, it can happen. Real, he begged the guy, he said, no. He said, but the Holy Spirit told him to tell the guy. And the guy said, no. As the guy was walking away, he said, the Holy Spirit said that, run after him and tell him something. That all these young people here, do you think 
that they are happy and fulfilled. Do they find what they are looking for anytime they come here? And the man stood, the owner, for a while. And he said, I have two teenagers. He was a little older, about the age of all these people dancing. He said, sincerely speaking, this thing empties them out. They are never. That's why Lord that's on Jesus, you are the cup that will run dry. When you get Christians say, other religion to believe what they that's why I don't preach. You don't know what you are talking about. Anyone who has not found life is never satisfied. They can argue, they can deny. There's no there is a void in man. Religion can never fill. It is life, and that life is in Christ. The Bible says, In him is life, and the life is the light of men. One religion in Nigeria that you all know very well, which I don't want to mention, one of the topmost guys there met a pastor in the plane. And as usual, I told her, I represent this one. You know, we are even, was even saying that are you sure we are not even more than Christian? This but the pastor just asked him a few questions. Is afterlife sure? And the man said, Nobody's sure of that. He said, No, we are sure. Jesus said, I am the way. Someone else said that we don't know. Why would you follow the one who said we don't know? As opposed to the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Buddha at the end of his life came to say that we don't even know which one is true. He was confused. Confucianist was even his name. There is a leader called that. <laughs> even though he spelled a little. But that's but Jesus said, I am from above and I'm going back. No one comes to the Father except by me. Make no mistake about it. Religion teaches people to put up a bold face. But when there's no eternal life, there's no satisfaction. God put that in every man. Every man. Every man. Jesus, you are the cup that will run dry. This pastor in, uh, I think it's in uh, uh, Plateau State, El Buba. I was listening to him one day. He was in a meeting and he was talking about he was a leader of another religion. He said man, he could talk to star, he could do things, manipulating destiny. And some Christians think that those people have power. And he said one day Jesus walked in to the place in the broad, he had an, a face with encounter with the master and then he bowed. Paul thought he had it, but later he expressed the emptiness. Righteousness of the law will not suffice. No matter what. Moral conduct will it will make a man feel good for a while. Especially when he wants to judge other people. But the true life is only in Jesus. When that guy said to Rabonki, he said, hey. the man said, but not tonight. That, come tomorrow. That was Friday. He said, come on Saturday night and I'll give you five minutes. And he said on his way home, he was mad. He said, Lord, why did I ask for five minutes? Why was I operating? I should have asked for 30 minutes. He said, but now I'm a man of my word. And the following day they came here, but there were more people. Youth packed everywhere, sniffing, smoking, and drinking. See, someone puffing cannot stop the Holy Spirit. Hiya. You know, some people go for my and those things they intimidate them. But to have puffing go. And what are you saying? When the anointing hits you, <laughs> hallelujah, the cigarette will fall off. And in five minutes, by the third minute, they were in tears. 
by the fifth minute, he made attack on everybody. And he said, he went home floating. And then he came back, I think a year after. And the same power said, after you pray in our church, I'm going to take you so I didn't tell him where. And they drove, drove, drove in the night and they came to this same place. Now a cross standing at the front of the place. It's not a church. And as they enter, the same youth were there. The same youth were there, but now worshipping Jesus. And they, the pastor just shouted, apparently had planned with all of them to come together. And he said, let's welcome Ryan. And they all rushed to come and hug him. And the anointing was moving. And one of them tapped me, said, you know what, I was a DJ on that day. The one that was doing, choo, 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 choo. But now Christ. Oh. A simple instruction of the Holy Ghost. Preach. I will never forget. I was in secondary school. It was after exam. I've said it. We were running from teachers. We didn't want to go to the assembly. So, and I was a prefect. <laughs> but we just didn't want to go. So we're running away so that teachers will not see us. And this guy and myself, we escaped and we're so happy that we had escaped and we're laughing about it. And I just felt it. Ask him. Tolu, do you really know Jesus? And he said, no. And he was our class captain, one of the most brilliant students. And that was how he gave his life to Christ. When he went to do masters in UK, he shook London. And he's still a very powerful Christian. One day I was thinking about that and I could tell if I did not speak when the Lord asked me to, probably he wouldn't be born again up till now. Another genius, brilliant person lost to the other side. May we begin to respond to the promptings of the spirits. Because there are moments in God, and I close with this. Moses said, go fight. Numbers 13, 14. And they were afraid. Two people brought, brought uh, back bad reports and they wouldn't go. Then God was angry and said, you are stubborn, stiff-naked people. And the following day, they gather bows and arrows. Say, okay, we want to go now. Moses said, it's too late. You do understand. With man, you will say that, but the Lord told me in the morning, it's not too late. With God, one minute can mean eternity. This is why prompt obedience is very important. When he tells you to do something, do it quickly. I believe tomorrow and day after, when we finish on Saturday, I just believe that spiritual hearings of people will be open. As we prepare for the conference, everybody here listening to me, serve in a unit that you are led to serve. As a matter of fact, because all of you are members of the church, listen, sit where God wants you to sit. And don't drag chairs with ushers that want to come to the front. Today, Bishop Medeko saw that the face of Kenneth again changed to the face of a little child dripping with oil. And he said, my son, the betting is passed over to you. He was on the gallery. What happened to all those who sat inside? It's not by proximity. It's where your spirit is. Yes. One of the governors some years back, 
he was not even a Christian. He said December 31st, he came to camp and he sat at the back, back, back. And he said he was actually praying that, God, I don't know, they invited me and make me a governor. And possibly he said, there's someone that you'll be next to. And he shouted from where he was at the back, back, back. And he became the governor of the state. Event just lined up, the party picked him, picked him and everything. You see, if you haven't seen the power of God, you will think some of these things are not real. But if you, have had, if you have had an encounter with the power of God, you become very sober. Now, when God is working, he can go to any length. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name. Just wave your hands on your seats. Can you pray just a little? Just pray. Pray for visitation during this conference. Just pray. My word will come. No, it's not going to be for me another meeting. Now it is my turn. And it is my time. To experience God like never before. An undeniable encounter that changes me forever. Let's rise. Oh, Jesus. I've been seeing many of you coming around, walking around the auditorium, walking around the compound praying. Anybody with spiritual sensitivity, if you can tell, this is not going to be an ordinary conference. I made up my mind tomorrow morning. I'm supposed to preach in a city somewhere tomorrow, and then I'll be back on Friday. But I'm, I'm already thinking when I have the time before Saturday, I want to draw a list of 30 friends I want to invite for this meeting. And many of them, I'm going to call them and tell them because some of them are pastors why they should be around. I'm not invited you because it's our church. I am invited you because you have told me one or two things, but I believe you will be visited if you come with an open heart. And I have some one or two relatives that I want to invite. So I have, I'm trying to build a 30 man list. At least 20 of them will become as my own personal invitation. And I'm going to tell them don't select this, be around all the days. Because it's going to exactly what we said, what we read just here. We become as one during worship and some things will happen. Never underrate what God will do during this meeting. There are some of you, you are going to go 100 times where you are right now. Any project, any assignment the Lord shows me, you ask, who are the people that will do it? Say these same people. All I need to do is just to anoint and move them to another level. They will do it. Whether I want to build the airport, whether I want to fill the entire world, whether I want to do a crusade that will lead 10 million people to Christ, whether I want to give out anything we want to do, men who will have that shoulder to carry the ark, they are here, listening to me right now, and women. All that the Lord will just do, just for the anointing to come upon them. Two things, he will anoint them. Then he will test you, he will give you an instruction. You obey him, you define your level. It's as simple as that. Because our God is a God of knowledge, by him actions are weighed. You can't persuade him with words. He watches what you are doing. 
Lord, I love you. When I'm a billionaire, I will give to you. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Lord, you know, if I have more, I will serve. No, he's watching right now. What are you doing right now with what you have, the time you have, the resources you have? What are you doing with it? He's watching all that. No department should have less people. There should be more than enough. I expect that most of them that are here on that day should actually, except for the older ones, should be standing. Leave seats for others who are coming. Yes. Yeah. And if your work carries you outside, don't worry. Don't say, ah, me, I won't sit down inside. No. The Lord knows you are there. You know, sometimes we talk about God knowing everything, but we treat him as if it's not true what we are saying. The Lord knows. It's amazing what God can do. And I said, he always tests you. One day, your brother, Sam, in Massachusetts, in Boston, in America, he came to see me. So we talked. He used to be our driver coordinator here. Then left. So he said, Pastor, I'll come and take you to the airport. He said, what time is your flight? I said, I have to get to the airport at 4 a.m. That's what I don't like about America. Some of those flights are crazy. We are going to get to the airport by 4 a.m. That's going to be away by 12, 1. So meant that you won't sleep. Pack your bag and sit there. So, <laughs> and I told her, I said, they said, we should, said the flight is 6 30. So let's leave 4 o'clock. And it's okay, I'll come out. So he came a little, come like 4 15, came like 4 15, came a little late. And he was speed. I said, if they catch you, they were speeding. I said, me, I would have gone. It's still the world. <laughs> we got to the airport. Four, we got there around um, 4.45 or so. The queue will be as long as from here to outside the gates. So Sam felt sorry. So I said, don't worry, you can go. So he kept calling me every 15 minutes. Pastor, are you still on queue? I said, yes. You know, I was thinking that, ah, should I bring Nigerian hearts? Shun the queue and because many flights, some people were there whose flight will be leaving in three hours. Am I? I started hearing them calling my plane. And I was still on the queue. I just whispered a simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we came to visit brethren here. Help me. So there was this soldier woman wearing uniform. I see, she was a woman. I see she heard what I said. By the time they announced the flight, they said, is there anybody on this queue going with that flight? I raised my two hands. <laughs> he said, come, 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 come. When I passed through the immigration, I ran. They were about closing. When the woman saw me running, and I was shouting from afar, don't, 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 He said, are you, are you, are you coming here? He said, yes, come in here. It's okay. <laughs> so I, I just sat down. I said, oh God. Of course, if you miss that one, they'll be on that. But that will mean you'll stay at the airport, maybe for another three, four, five hours before and I... Hallelujah. But I was just shocked that a simple prayer and the soldier just responded. Anybody going with that flight? But before then, there was a temptation. Should I just run? But there is. He can go to any land for you. He knows you are there. He knows you are in that office. Is somebody watching me now? You are not even being treated fairly. God knows. Yes. The angel appeared to Jacob and said that I know what they are doing to you in Laban's house. How they are changing your salary and I know. I know. He knows. Hallelujah. He told Moses, tell the children of Israel, I know their pain. I know. I know. So, 
it's like time is going and you are not married. So you think God doesn't know? He knows. Oh, this is my 11th year. I don't have a child. He knows. And it's not just that I know. He, he, he's on it. Just say, Father, what do you want me to do? There is a place, there is a code I have not known. Let me know the code. Where is the code? The code might be that there is a meeting you have to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Father. Thank you for your word. Glory to you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just stay after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.